Welcome to Design to Thrive podcast. This is a space where teachers and school leaders and community partners come together to talk about the great things that they are doing to make schools places where students feel empowered, where they can experience success, um, and where they can ultimately thrive. And so I'm your host, Alyssa Frazier. And on today, we have uh, Martine Brown. Hello, everyone. So excited to be here, (laughs) finally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got got Martine in the house. Um, And I always do this, so I'm going to just stay in the tradition of giving a little tiny uh, couple of nuggets, uh, droplets. So Martine has been my, like, guide. Um, I, me and Martine met about four or five years ago and, um, by happenstance in a elevator. Yes. <laughs> and, San Antonio? San- <laughs> yeah, we were, we were down there and, um, Martine basically was, well, I was like, girl, I love those earrings. And, um, she's like, really? Yeah. You know? And so then she's like, well, where are you going? And we were going to the same conference mm-hmm. and she's like, well, what do you do or what's good? You know, she started talking to me. And what I found out was that she was like a year. She had been in the exact same place that I was like a year beforehand. She was an English teacher mm-hmm. who had begun to do tech. And then she was, do- and so I felt like, you know how you meet someone who has uh, learnings and they've literally, literally done exactly what you've done. To like, the T. To the T. It's like you taught American literature too or something like that. We're going to teach the same subject too. My memory's right. We even taught the same subjects. We did. We taught the same. Like, it was crazy. And so long story short is that um, Martine has been so um, easy to ask just easy to talk to easy to ask questions um she tells me hey you might want to think about this which is her way of saying "Mm, that's not such a great idea um so she'll say that and then she'll say well uh is it okay and then her is it okay is her saying i've got a little sprinkles to put on top of that and i want to add on and so i've come to realize that not only has she been a professional support and guide and part of my extended um you know plf but she is a friend of mine and so as because friends are the ones that can tell you hey you gotta think about this like they're the ones that tell you that and so we have you know moved from um being colleagues to being you know to being friends and so i am grateful to to know martine to share space with her and um, to just be talking to her from from one um, black female Educator equity center, sponsors, you know, all of that, right? Small kids, small kids, all the things. Small kids, all, all the things. things. We got them. We got little kids, big kids. kids. Yes, we got big kids. <laughs> so <laughs> we got them yeah. all. <laughs> we got them all. So, um, but but Martine is a, Martine, tell me the exact title that you hold. So I currently work in um, Dallas, Texas in a 
I'd say a mid-sized um, suburban district, and I serve as the digital learning facilitator. Oh, that's the title, digital learning. Because you know, I was going to the, because you were like the ready one-to-one tech yes. specialist, and I'm like, she got a title. <laughs> yes, which I'm loving the new role. Um, it is exciting. It's complex. It's ever-changing and evolving. Um and that was, you know, pre-COVID. And even now that we are, you know, in a pandemic, I'm really still enjoying the work. Um, I get to use a lot of Google Sheets, which excites me because I didn't get to use it before. So it's got all these puzzles. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the puzzle so I can move systems that I'm working on uh, forward or programs I'm working on. So I love the work. I'm, um, I'm, I'm extremely lucky. Um, to work with a phenomenal team, um, phenomenal boss, just really loving the the work I get to do every day. Yeah. Well, Love work. Well, we're happy to have you. And I brought you on so that you could share um, the work and how you're supporting teachers um, and um, building their, helping to build their capacity, helping to have them um, see each other as resources and um, to really be in a position where um, the you are a part of the school community, you're part of the district community, um, you're not just a position that plugs in, right? You know, our folks oh, like yeah. plug in, plug in where you can. Well, oh sure, no, but but if, if you have the the, the plug in only. Um, then, the, you know, somebody else can always be plugged in. But if you have uh, the difference, and that's what you have. So um, if you could talk to us a little bit about um, what you're passionate about, what you're working on right now, um, talk to us. Um, oh, man, so many things. <laughs> okay, so two things. Um, professionally... I'm doing a lot of project management right now. And all that means is, um, and this is a good note for uh, just any listeners who are, you know, uh, looking at being in these roles, like if the, if the title is specialist, facilitator, um, a designer, across the nation, they've got tons of different names. But anytime you're working in a, a district level position, it's very good to kind of think about programming. Because a lot of these roles, doesn't matter the content, doesn't matter if it's tech or not, are centered around programs. And, and can you um, be able to ensure that those programs and initiatives are successful? So right now, I'm really excited. Um, we're doing our district-wide chat uh, next week. It's all about um, just reflecting on our practice and how it relates to being thankful and, and this idea of gratitude. and. Um, we spend a lot of time, our, the team that I, I get to work with, uh, we collaborate on our projects together. And so we spend a lot of time talking about what does that look like in the classroom? How does that tie, how does gratitude, how can we connect gratitude to the ISTE standards? Because we use the ISTE standards to, to uh, guide our work. Oh, uh, that's so innovative. ISTE yeah. and gratitude. Come on, Martin. Yeah, so Come on, we, talk to know, us about that. So, um, one of our uh, one we use the standards to guide our work so one of the standards is tied to personalized learning that's it when we look at you know 
knowing that we want our students to feel valued and feel important, what are some strategies we use in the classroom to help support that? What does that process look like? Do you have any tips that are correlated to that? Um, has anyone um, that anyone or any resource you really appreciate having in your life that's tied to personalized learning um, or, or even differentiated instruction. So we spent a lot of time having conversations about that. Um, and then each day next week, there's a different theme. Um, so I'm super, super excited about our work there as far as building our um, digital PLN with um, the teachers and students, uh, not students, excuse me, with the teachers in our district. So that, that's one. Um, also, you know, because of the pandemic, we've had this big shift. In the past, we would do a lot of face-to-face -face training. And so we've, we've decided to pivot and offer some 30-minute um, live webinars, which we have not done, not, not to the scale we're doing. I love that. I love that. Come yeah. on. So I'm so excited about that. Um, we each picked our own topic. So one of my favorites is Genially. Woo! I love that you like genially, right? I, I, need, I need some training on that genially, girl. Uh, genially is so bomb. Genially is gold. I, I, yes, genially is gold. Though. There's a learning curve though on that one. It, it is a learning curve. So, and it's it's a learning curve. I, I, you know, but I will say this, and it, for folks who don't know what genially genially is, um, and I'm sure Alyssa will drop it in her show notes. Um, but it's an interactive presentation tool plus so much more. Yeah. Um, you're able to layer interactive pieces within a presentation so that you don't need, you know, 60 slides. You could probably put five to six elements that would have normally went on, you know, each item would have went on a different slide. You can put those things on one slide. Um, they have an, a superb series of templates. And most recently, um, they've done some gamifications. They've got That's digital great. breakouts. And all of these are templates where literally you can choose a template and then plug and play and move on. Yeah. They even have several brain breaks um, that I think are excellent for the remote learners or anyone who's still 100% virtual that yeah. you just go in and make a copy of it and then use it. Yeah. So I, I'm a big fan of Genially. So I'll be providing PD on Genially. Uh, uh, so I'm super excited about providing that PD because I really think as far as teacher design, it's a great way to build content that's easy to navigate. Our district yes. also went to, uh, can't went to uh, started using Canva this year. And Genially yeah. actually embeds quite smoothly into Canva with no problem. What? Yeah, it embeds, oh, just embedded in there and you rock and roll. Oh, wow. Uh, so, um, I'm super excited about that. Uh, another one of my favorites that I'm presenting is, oh, Google Keep, which I just love Google oh. Keep. Google Keeps is, is my, is, is my go-to. It's so yeah. versatile. It's so easy and like, oh man, people are asleep on the, oh, it, you already know if you're presenting on it, you already know yes. that's, that's my go-to for people. Like, do you know what you got? <laughs> yeah. And it's free, you know, it's free. Yeah. Um, 
I've got personalized headers. It's a whole thing. And folks, if you don't know what Google Keep is, it is a task uh, checklist tracker. <laughs> oh. And um, essentially you have a bunch of these little squares um, where you can create multiple um, checklists. You can sort them, you can color code them, you oh. can um, organize them by image, you can give oh. them headers. Oh. Uh, one of my favorite uh, features in that tool is it's you the can, audio to speak into it. Do you speak into it? I don't speak into it. But, here, okay. but here's what I I will say. This is what I what I do use. I especially yes. used it when my adult son was at home. Yeah, um, yeah. I set reminders based on location. That's right. And it comes so, up. Yeah. So when oh. I get home, I'll get a reminder from my Google Keep app and my checklist of the things I need to will take pop care of up. will pop up. And I go, oh, yes. yes. Good. Oh, you yes. Know, just getting older i can't keep all that stuff in my brain anymore it's just not it's not gonna happen Girl. or flip it if i'm going to work i'll end the day with my checklist and then i'll set a notification about the time i usually sit down at my desk for it to immediately pop up so that i can really take a thorough look at you know where am i with all of my tasks oh yes um so i'm oh, yes. yeah i'm over the moon excited about doing those two trainings let me see what else do I have going on. Oh, and the last thing I'll, I'll share with you guys is I I get the um, opportunity to serve, and I do feel like it is an act of service. Um, a team of um, ed tech coaches, and um, my main role is to offer them um, support, PD, and training. And so I, I get to meet with them um, each month, and we really try to focus on. What does coaching look like? What does it look like in a pandemic? What does it look like when, you know, some teachers are at home and some teachers are at school? Yeah. Um, you know, how can we continue to have coaching conversations and transition into coaching cycles? Yeah. Um, within this, within the environment that we're currently working in. So I'm very excited to, I think I'm meeting with them um at the end of this month so I'm, I'm super excited always excited that's like the um what you call it the crown jewel of my yes. projects yes i really believe that if you can um get an adult to shift on the inside yeah, yeah. you can change the trajectory of what's happening with students yes. the rest of that teacher's career yes so those are my projects. I've got a lot going on. I got about nine other ones, I'm sure, on the side. But those are the three that um, I'm I'm really passionate about right now. Oh my goodness! There's so many, so many, so many good things in in that alone. Um, oh my goodness! So many good things. So I'm gonna do a little bit of a pivot pivot right now. Absolutely. And, um, I think that I want to go into maybe what are what has been the biggest challenge or one of the bigger challenges that um, you in your role and in your district that you've been contending with in this time and how have you um, kind of addressed that or looked at that maybe not solved it but yeah. Okay. Great question. So I think my biggest challenge right now, and this is whether I'm coaching a teacher, if I'm, if I'm working with a, 
pretty much anyone, especially when their spirits are low and they are, you know, internalizing the 6 million different types of pressures that they're feeling right now. And so my biggest challenge is ensuring that, that, that I, I know is possible and I'm, I'm the personality type where I don't give, like, I understand that the house is on fire or at least it may feel that it's on fire, but I always feel like there's a way, a possibility of making things better. And so I have to always recognize that that is not everyone's experience and that yeah. your life experiences and how you deal with that adversity, all of that impacts and shapes how you're going to work in this current environment and, and how you're going to not just work, but feel successful, right? Because at the end of the day, um, any challenges that the teacher is facing at the core of it, they're afraid they're going to fail. They're afraid they're going to fail their students. Yeah. Um, they're afraid they're going to fail their parents who are, who've now become Suedo, um digital academic natives, which is miles away from Candy Crush and social media platforms that they may have typically used in their personal lives. And now we're asking them to be an academic, you know, like a co-creator. So, you know, all of those pieces, how do I continue to instill hope, help teachers reach their full potential without, um, while still acknowledging their humanity while still acknowledging that this is extremely hard and it's much more than any teacher should have to deal with. Like, how do you find that balance between those two? Um, and that's, it's just, it's just difficult. It's just difficult. So I'm always, I will say this, and for folks who are in positions like mine, where um, a lot of their role is about coaching teachers and helping them reach their full potential, um, I don't believe that the coaching should stop because of what's happening. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I, and I don't think that helping teachers see the best in themselves as far as what they can do right now should stop. Um, yeah. And I think that's the, that's the most important, like that's the part I'm having to really ensure that I stay grounded in like not the standardized tests that are, you know, we're still going to take, not the things I can't change, but how can I help this teacher make today just a little bit better than yesterday? And then yes. tomorrow, yes, a little bit better than the day before. Yes. So I, I would say right now, that's my biggest challenge, trying to make sure I keep a balanced line with the folks I get to support between, yes, you can do this. Yes but maybe we need to just look at today. Yeah, I think that that's, that's key because it's different to say, my goodness, you have 50 million things and I don't want to be another one of those. Well, the thing is this, is that if you're teaching, if you're teaching right now, you've chosen to be in this profession, you, I, my assumption is that you care about kids and that you want to, and that you have a love for what you're doing. And so working with a coach is really that coach is there to build your capacity so that you can be that best that you want for your kids. The coach is not there to 
add a insignificant on top of. And so part of it is really unpacking the, um, the idea versus the reality of a coach. And so there's mm-hmm. no way that you're going to go into a personal trainer and say, oh my gosh, I'm so tired today. I'm not personal training. Well, from personal experience, I know when I was exhausted and brought my tail in, she would say, okay, so we're going to go hard for this. <laughs> we're going to have these goals. And so she adjusted the goals, but she didn't say you can just stroll on the, uh, you can just stroll on, on the. Oh no, know. there wasn't any hit the treadmill. We'll, no, there was no hitting the treadmill. The treadmill no. will be done for the day. No, it was none of that. It was none of that. And so, yeah. you know, and if, and if I was really beat, she was like, Hey, look, go home, get rest, you know, but I know that you're here because you want to show up for yourself. Yes. And so with the teachers, it's like, I know you want to show up for yourself and you want to show up for these kids. And I'm here to support that. I'm not here to, to add on top of, but there is work that we have to do in our growth and it's not work for work's sake. And so tapping into that, but I want to recognize your humanity and what can we do that's really meaningful, intentionally pointed focus today as what you, what you were saying, um, that can make that tomorrow better. And what can we do tomorrow that can make this better? Um, while acknowledging that we're in a context that none of us asked for. Right? And, so, and not in control. Of. Yeah, we are not in control of that. And, you know, as yeah. a lifelong teacher, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a teacher first. Yeah. And for years, I had guarantees. Yes. Students were going to show up. That's it. In any varying number. Yep. Maybe a lot, maybe a little. Yep. Um, I would say 85 to 90% of most days were centered around my work with students. Yes. And the vision that I set after meeting with my PL, PLC team, right? Yep. Yep. Oh, that's out the window. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. But the kids are still showing up. They're still going to show up. Well, and, And they're showing up, you know. In their PJs on a hangout. Come on, but they're here, but they're here, and they're here with you, right? And you are the most. The teachers are the most valuable asset that any any place can have. So you are the heartbeat. <laughs> so yes, yes. Come yes. on now, you so can. I, I always roll that in my head. If I'm feeling like there are a lot of things that I just don't have control of. You know, when we're looking at that, uh, the classroom teacher, I'm like, huh, there's so many things. There's so many nuances to teaching and instruction and learning and just the basics. You don't necessarily can set the tone because there's this other thing setting the tone for you. That's a hard pill to swallow. So I just, I keep elevating that, that aspect of the work in, in my mind. Yeah. And really just try to make sure I'm helping teachers recognize the things that they do have access to and tech has the ability to potentially help yes once you have good workflows and good systems oh yes yes because those work yes 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 we're gonna um we're gonna wrap up martine brown 
But yes, I am going to ask, and I'm doing this right now, so I'm putting you on the spot. I'm going to ask that when we come back together, that we can begin to unpack some of these workflows, some of these systems, some of these ways uh -huh. of connecting, some of these things that we're going to need to know a little bit more about that journey. Because when we say, I got workflows, I got systems, those things are intentionally created, uh -huh. right? And they exist within these programmatic structures. And um, we want to know some, we want, I, 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 I love, like that just right there was like, oh no, we're going to, we, we got we to gotta sit in that, marinate in that. Um, Absolutely. But, but Martine, I, um, for folks that, want to get a hold of you and um tap tap you ping you um where should they go how can they reach you so the best way to reach me is via twitter that is my educational pln you can follow follow me at marty b ed tech send me an inbox if you have questions if you want to talk a little bit more about these systems and structures or you have a question about um kind of what where I was going with that, please reach out to me, but follow me and I will follow you back. Um, I also would like to share that I have written a book. So if there are any instructional coaches out there, please um, check out my book. It's called 21 Lessons of Tech Integration Coaching. And um, it's a series of just my first couple years of coaching. What did I learn? Um, how did it help me grow? And it's just an effort to help other coaches gain new insights within their own work so um you know if you're looking for just more talks around discussion uh becoming a coach it's a good resource for that as well so if you're kind of i want to you know I, one of my because of all the stress i think a lot of folks are like what is my next move as far as leaving the classroom which I think is great because we need good quality master teachers to be transitioning in the instructional coaching but this book will give a great opportunity to kind of help you under, get a fuller understanding of what that looks like from teacher to coach. So I want to thank you for being on the show today. And um, just remember that we are the ones we've been waiting for. We are virtual village and we've got to stay connected. And uh, until next time, keep shining.